0: welcome to episode 39 of leading ladies corpus christi i'm sitting across from cheryl Votsmeyer, the educational director for Case space Contemporary. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for being <laughs> here. Uh, I lucked out and I messaged her while she was going to be in town for a few days, and she so generously is giving me some of her time, so I just can't thank you enough for being here.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah,
0: so you are the embodiment of an artist. I mean, you you got your education
1: in art. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: the whole get-go. Did did you know you were going to do this from a young age? Like, what made
1: you choose that? path? I think I've always been creative, and I... I've always been creative. I made my mom and dad crazy with everything I would do in my room, and they just kind of contained me into my little <laughs> cube, <laughs> and so... You're wild, girl. Yeah. That was, and you're from here, right? I'm actually born in San Antonio and raised outside of Houston, and then came here back in 96. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm here. I love it here. I love the coast and the energy, and it's laid back, and... Yeah. And your
0: tag, your uh, Instagram handles are girl by the sea, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just embodies that. <laughs> okay, so creative from very, very early yeah. age to the point that it drove people mad.
1: It did. I mean,
0: like, what were you doing? Like, how were you expressing it?
1: Um. Well, at a young age, I used to color on the walls and try to hide it, like, with Crayola. <laughs> that started around two or three years old, and then... Okay, um, like, immediately, immediately. It was, like, wow. early. yeah. Yeah, and, you know, for my mom and dad to be that brave about giving a child colors and crayon, I don't know, markers and stuff, I mean, it went crazy.
0: Yeah, did they... Uh, were, were your parents ever artsy in that kind of way, or? My
1: dad, you know, they're they're both working people, and so I think as they got comfortable in their careers later in life, they got to relax and try out some things. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad is really skilled at carpentry. I don't think he would claim it, but there's things that he's done and built, and I've watched. and um, In that aspect, architecturally, I think he just doesn't. He does is a real. I don't think he claims it, but I think he could. And then my mother, she has always been creative. She sewed my prom dresses and my homecoming dresses. Wow! And really worked well with yes. sewing. Yes. Uh, yeah. It sounds to me like yeah. I mean you came from very
0: skilled, creative people. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not they.
1: Yeah. They and they don't claim it. She's like, well, I you know I did it, and I'm like, mom. But she grew <laughs> up in a, a family of nine children, so they made their clothes. Of course. She's of course. really good at it. Wow. Yeah. I'm not so good at it. I almost failed home ec because my pattern was off by a panel. Oh. I, my See, sister. I don't,
0: of, it, that's all my they don't
1: are, i They don't offer home equity ec- Yeah, like, that is,
0: <laughs> I always wanted to take it, and then yeah. I don't know, they, I guess they thought it wasn't necessary anymore. I kind of uh, feel like it would be pretty important to know pretty, more, how to it, do it. It's I
1: think it's important. I, I look back at the things that our kids, like I have two boys, that um, it did not have to work worry about shop or auto mechanics or home ec or anything it's not offered right and uh we it was required for us so I chose home ec because I want to learn how to cook and I want to learn how to sew and I used to get in trouble a lot in class <laughs> I was <laughs> so funny. not using the proper tools and not following direction but yeah I'm kind of like Uh, march to the beat of my own drum and always have.
0: See and that's always a telltale characteristic of those who end up living their lives and you know in a very unique way Mm -hmm. that's true to themselves which I am a huge admirer of. Yes. Uh, So when did you decide you know I think I want to go to school for art like I have a knack for this and I just want to become a master. Well
1: it was not until later and when I graduated high school I headed off to junior college college was not my thing mm-hmm. and I did not do well with a history class and so my mom's like coming back home and I'd gone off and lived in a dorm and I was like having too much fun and so where'd you go like, to school I went to Blinn Junior College okay. my first year at yeah. Brenham yes. and then was there the full year I did flunk my history class mm-hmm. I love history I just didn't want to be in school. Yes, and so, but that and a was, lot of times it's how it's presented because yes. I haven't done
0: well in a class uh-huh. and retaken it with a different professor who presented it mm-hmm. differently and did yeah. well. So I just don't I'm think I you.
1: was mentally ready though. Right, uh, I, I just, I, I, didn't, I, didn't I, I don't it. think I was. And um, I was a good worker. I, I waited tables and paid off school the first year, but then I went home, and um, a year later after I went home, I was ready to hit the road so i left and i moved to new york city yes so i was oh, like so out of texas cold. and yeah. left my little hometown in Katy, texas and it's a it's a charming town but it just um was not for me mm-hmm. and so i was ready to explore and i was probably ahead of my years and just that's always how i've been it's yes. kind of like forward i'm just gotta go
0: i love it yeah. and, and you don't that doesn't seem to me like you question it you're like this is i know this is right yeah. for me so i'm doing it had to go yeah Amazing. And
1: so I did it, and my parents were happy, but it was bittersweet. But they th- they knew it was probably the right thing, and um, so I got up there. And yeah, just... tell me all about this. Well, I went I know there to model. I went yeah. there to model, not high fashion. There's no way with five foot seven that I could ever fit into the five ten world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did make it, and, I, so and I did amazing. it, and I set out. And I'm like, I want to model, so I went and I modeled, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to go to interior design school. So I. Uh, enrolled into de- uh, the Fashion Institute of Technology. And what made
0: you choose that? You know, was it like you're, I wanted you're delving into
1: interior modeling? design? And I am not sure because my brain was all over. I was having fun. I'm like, no, I want to be serious. No, I don't want to be serious. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. I don't, I don't know if it worked out as well as it has for you, but we've all been there. Yeah, so I tried it and I remember meeting a couple of people. One of my first friends I met up there, her name's Julie. Um, our boyfriends at the time were, like, really good friends, mm-hmm. and so then we became friends, and then they broke up, the boys, and then, <laughs> Julie... <laughs> and me and Julie stayed friends, and so 20 something years later, we're still friends, but I she was it. going to FIT, and I think it just kind of planted a seed. Yes. I felt like, I should try it, you know, I don't know. I studied um, architecture back before I headed to New York, uh-huh. and I was, the creative side was bubbling. Yes. And, like, churning, and, um... It was funny because I had a roommate. Her name was Teresa, and she was she was a fashion model. She just did traveled all over the world, and wow, cool. her mother says you got such a good head on your shoulders. I'm like, well, I don't see how that is but, about you. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you're such a great influence. I guess, and then uh,
1: so it just kind of like along the way, I just explored. You know, and if it wasn't what I needed to be aware was headed and I didn't feel like I wanted to do it, I was like, eh, I'll try something else. Right. And so that's what I did. And then I finally decided in 96 that I was going to move back to Texas and that I needed to be back home with my roots and I headed back. And then I I always look at it like, and I'm always telling people, you need to leave your hometown.
0: Yes. You need
1: to go because you can always buy a ticket to come home Mm -hmm. and you're just a a flight away. And yeah, you might get to where that is that you're going and you're going to struggle and work three jobs like I did. Um, Oh, thanks for sharing that. yeah, Yeah. I had three jobs. I was modeling i was hostessing at a restaurant and i was working behind a makeup counter at a place called Dwayne reed you know and i wanted to make it yeah so i worked and i didn't rely on my mom and dad you know they they had their own things you know and so they're like you're on you know yeah, yeah it's you. you made this choice but it's and you all it. you yeah and you
0: were seemed to be totally ready for that do you, you have two, siblings
1: i have two brothers i okay. have an older brother who is a colonel Uh, in the army. Okay. And then my younger brother, he's a leader in his community as well, worked for the fire department for a long time and then retired and now is um, working for a company out of Canada. So you're the only girl? Only girl and the black sheep. Middle child. Middle child. Same. Yeah. Only girl, middle child, two brothers. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. And I was raised up in a predominantly male um, family with extended family cousins and I'm the oldest granddaughter um, for my mom's side. And then the second oldest granddaughter and only other female granddaughter on my dad's side. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just all around the boy, a tomboy growing up. Same. And yeah, independent. My parents raised me. It's funny because my mom says, "You, your dad never says that you ask him questions or it, or inquire about anything." Or at-. I'm like, "But y'all raised us independently, and mm-hmm. I that's how it is, and I and I love that fact. Yes. You know, because I see a lot of younger generations very dependent on their family and Huge. like uncertain and stuff. But we, you know. They encouraged it, and they built us that way.
0: Well, what I think is so cool is there was still some uncertainty in what you were doing, but you went for it anyway. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you were willing to change direction when you felt the time was necessary, which is so huge. You were Mm -hmm. enjoying yourself. You were exploring. Yeah. You know, you went, and then you came back. Yeah. I mean, and then working. So what was, like, the triggering factor to make you decide, okay, like, I've experienced what I needed to here in New York City. I'm ready to come home.
1: Probably a lot of things. Probably, like, I felt like the fashion world really wasn't for me anymore. I was considered old at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that insane? 25, 26 is not old. That's like a young babe. And so, yeah, <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's like a babe in the woods and you're learning. But in the fashion industry, you know, 16 is, like, prime. Mm-hmm. And then I get there when I'm 19 and then 20. And then I work until I'm 25, 26. And that's kind of... I don't know. And I think I started to feel like I was ready to settle down a bit because mm-hmm. I've experienced so much. Um, I grew up a lot in New York. Absolutely. Went, That's what a, I was
0: going to ask. Yeah. I mean, how different are we talking in terms of, like, culture shock? You it know? was a
1: huge – I mean, you're talking chicken fried steak and mashed potatoes in Texas. Yes. Right? And uh, maybe <laughs> Chinese food excellent. every other weekend or whatever at the place up. Away, away away from home but um, yeah when I got up there it's it's a melting pot of all countries. It's mm-hmm. really fantastic and you learn quickly that you can't trust everybody yeah. um, you have to survive on your own. no one's gonna take care of you and um, people are fighting for positions to be in. so it's very cutthroat and, wow, yeah and no matter what industry you're in, that's the way it is. and um, so yeah and I think it gave me a great foundation for who I am now. Um, because I'm very confident. It took a while to get kind of feeling comfortable in my skin of course, and comfortable with the way I think. And, um, and I'm still working on that. <laughs> I, I still am too. There's times where I'm like, oh, y- y-. but, um, I think that experience is really kind of built upon itself. And then when I got back to Texas, I was like, I don't think I want to be in Houston. Mm-hmm. That's so- right.
0: Cause you didn't necessarily
1: go back to Katie. No, I went back to, just to Houston. Right. And then... I, and your family's in Katy. They are now in Conroe. Oh, okay. So my brother's in Katy. My parents are in Conroe. My older brother is in Denver area. And oh, wow. so we're kind of all spread out. Yeah. But it's all good. We get to travel and go see each other and do Definitely. things. And yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I came back to Texas and it felt good to come back to Texas. Good. Yeah. yeah. Texas I mean, it was just time. a time. Oh my
0: goodness, yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I've only ever... I, I did move out of uh, Corpus for a little while because I'm born and raised here so I mm-hmm. went to school in Austin so I got to experience Austin life in the early 2000s which was enjoyable mm-hmm. but you know now I'm back but I've never been to a completely different coast yeah. <laughs> I mean different lifestyle period yeah
1: and that's where I learned to travel too I'd never really traveled out of the United States we mm-hmm. did a little like in Texas and we went to Florida a couple times and up to Oklahoma um, but I hadn't really been anywhere before going to New York and the right. once I got to New York I went global so <sighs> we were going to like Paris and then um, down into Mexico and Puerto Rico and then i go out to the the west coast and, and do some work out there. That sounds so amazing. It was such a nice like wow and that's why I always tell people go mm-hmm. and experience these things because you can always come back and exactly. then you'll know that you can go again.
0: Yeah, Right, exactly. Right? I mean yeah. nothing has to be permanent. Like that's what I love so much about yeah. you know already I mean from a young age you you already realize this. Yeah. Like nothing's a permanent decision until I make it so and, and I can just kind of do my thing. Mm-hmm. So when you made it back to Texas, then what? Because you said you wanted to So I stayed.
1: Yeah, and I I didn't know. I didn't know how I was going to do that, and I met someone along the way. It didn't work out, but we kind of followed each other like a gypsy. Ended up down on the coast. Yeah, ended up on the coast. That didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. It's okay, because that's what life's about. It's like these things that happen, and I don't know. I knew that uh, for me... In relationships, it's got to be very equal. Mm-hmm. I don't need someone taking care of me, and mm-hmm. I don't want to take care of someone else. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like more of that happening, and um, I was I had to. No,
0: that's major because a lot of that. people still kind of follow this paradigm, mm-hmm. and it's okay, you know. But yeah. it, different things work for different people, right. but predominantly, yeah. I mean, up until recently, you know, uh, yeah, it was very much that someone was the dominant, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of yeah the other but thing,
1: things are changing in yeah a good way, things are changing and like i said it's like i was kind of like ahead yes, of my time you know what i mean and i look back like now and i'm like there. i'm not so off i'm off by like 10 years 15 yeah. years but yeah. um yeah and then i got down here to corpus christi and i was like, whoa. This is like imagine twenty one years ago Corpus Christi, how laid back it is now. But back then there wasn't even a Starbucks here. Right. And I lived in New York City, and I was like, this. Well, is... Starbucks are. I don't know much. There about There wasn't Starbucks. a Starbucks here. There was Starbucks in New York, probably okay, that's what I was within wondering. that time. There was like, yeah, things were happening where you had chains of coffee houses and. That just wasn't happening. Right, yet. coffee wasn't a big thing. No. I think maybe at the uh Cafe Calypso
0: was there. Yeah, Cafe yeah. Calypso. Yeah, I think it. that was like the only thing. Anyway, carry yep.
1: on. Yeah. And so <laughs> but no, that's an interesting <laughs> interesting
0: like I like that you're that you're using that in, to develop timelines because a lot of yeah. people are like, twenty one years ago, Corpus, yeah. what was that like?
1: Yeah, and you still had uh you still had Padre Staples Mall. Mm-hmm <laughs> It was not a And nice Sunrise thing. Mall was still a thing. And Sunrise Mall was still a thing. It yeah. had like shops in it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, what else was in here? There's a lot of ground that has been like, oh, the south side has actually gone grown out. You know, you've got subdivisions and developments and yeah. stuff that were Yeah, getting. it used to be nothing. Right. Like absolutely uh, cornfields, nothing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, I ended up working in the medical field during the day I was I was waiting tables at Chili's I'm like whoa I'm so off track and mm-hmm. um, because I went from the fashion industry back to Texas trying to figure it out ended up waiting tables at Chili's here in Corpus and then a friend of mine was working at an office and was like hey you want to come over and maybe like apply and there's an opening and I'm like yeah because I'm going <laughs> to get back into school and finish my degree right
0: on
1: so I go and I start working at this office and a year later I'm married to the man that I worked for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, and we're married.
0: Still okay, okay. Years. That's, <laughs> how do I ask this without being rude? No, no, okay. he's the
1: one. Yeah, oh so, girl. Anyway, that was meant to be. Was, Thank you, friend. Yeah, nameless friend. Yeah, nameless friend. And so it just—I think it was just meant to be. It played. It played out very nicely. Um, that is fantastic. Yeah, and he's a great guy, and um, we've we've really complimented each other in the relationship, and you know, not that relationships are a hundred percent all the time because you're going to have your rocky roads and of your course. roller coasters and stuff. But yeah. I think that's all building, part of building the relationship and definitely moving on down the line and and living with someone that you really want to be with, right? And truly getting yeah.
0: to know them, you know, at yeah. their best and that they're not and so, not so best. best.
1: Yeah, and it goes both ways. And so we were just talking about it the other day because we always are like hitting milestones. I'm like, this is the day we got engaged. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, and this is the day we got married. And do you remember the day that we went on our first date? Oh, I'm my God. Like, I know. It's so cute. He
0: remembers. That is cute because you said it's been yeah. 21 years? 21 years. Yeah. No, yeah. that's incredible. But you <laughs> yeah. guys are still looking back wistfully yeah. Yeah. at the milestones because, I mean, yeah. those those are what make a life and make a relationship. So I mm-hmm. love that y'all still have that. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. He's that's been smart.
1: such a great encourager in regard to career and choices to go back to school. And you asked me about what me, what got me into the arts and how I got yes. into the art degree. Well, I ended up, um, starting my own business back in 2001. Um, I worked for him and it, that did not last because you wake up in the morning and then you have lunch together (laughs) and then you have dinner and you drive to
0: work together. Yeah. And and
1: it's, and it was great and all and it served its purpose for that moment. And then I was like, I'm going to start my own business. So I started my own decorative painting and mural business. And that's when uh, green frog and company. That's Mm -hmm. right. And so, uh, I researched it and that's when HGTV just had come on line and onto TV. And I'm like, I can do that. I don't know about Corpus Christi, but I can do that. And so I started it, and I just I tried it, and it worked. And each year built on itself, and I was open for like eleven years. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what, what would you offer? Uh, I would go in and do faux finishing, uh, consulting, wow. um, interior design. I don't have my license to do that at all, but mm. I had that um, that skill. Yes. And so it would kind of complement what you I was doing. You have to be doing. licensed to do interior design. To be certified through the interior design... I had no idea that yeah. was a thing. Yeah, Aced. Good to know. hmm It's... Uh, <laughs> how is it? American... Um, something interior design... Or rather, I really don't know what the acronym yeah. stands for, but yeah, you have to be certified, and some people practice. But well, I mean, I think
0: as long as you're not saying you're certified, you're right. like, hey, these are just services. You can I consult
1: offer. interior decorating, I yeah. Mean, you can always say that, but um, yeah, I did more of the murals, interior murals, and uh, see, that's I loved cool. It. Yeah. Mur- muraling. Like, tell
0: me about yeah. that process because I can't. I've talked to mural, muralists, Mm -hmm. and I'm still, it's uh, interesting to me to hear different people's approaches to, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing this big picture on such a large space. Like how
1: would you, well, you just go in and you talk to the people. For me, I just go in and consult and talk and say, look, what's your, what's your idea? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that is inspiring you to have a mural on your wall? And typically like for corpus there wasn't anything large scale it was like more like spot murals and yeah. so i went in my child's room lots of uh, right that's what lots i lot of fairy tales yeah um i did some murals that were more of uh like landscapes and things mm-hmm. like that and i don't know people are pretty traditional right especially here yeah nothing i mean probably different now i've seen some things that some of the artists are doing that are beautiful mm-hmm. and that you would see like in metropolitan areas and I think that comes from being able to like uh, experience that and going and seeing other people's spaces,
0: Right. right. And, and I think, uh, the internet has just, you know the amount of information we have and ideas, and
1: yeah. hey, that yeah. that
0: isn't just um, you know Snow White and the Seven Dwarves; it's something else, right. kind of thing. That is so awesome. Yeah.
1: So I did what I wanted, and yes. we had two boys. My husband had two boys from a previous marriage, and I just took them on as my own. And so I, to be able to create my job, which it seems like I've been able to do for a very long time, yeah, great. my you life. Have great manifesting power. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> I would say, okay, I'm dropping the kids off at school, eight o'clock, eight thirty on my job site at 9 o'clock, clock out at 3 o'clock, and pick up the kids at 3.30. Yes, And that's then go perfection. home and enjoy the day. And so, it just... And that was through the green
0: frog? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow! Yeah! And that was your own business and yeah, everything? Yeah, mine. Yeah, so, okay, you've worked for others, you've been your own boss. Yeah. I mean, what is that freedom like? Because I've never
1: been my own boss. I, it's, it takes discipline. So I had yes. to market. I had to get my business started. I had to go out and meet people and network and, you know, just, and that's a little nerve wracking because if you're not used to going out and communicating with people and being able to like deliver, you know, this is what I do Yeah. and, and get them to, you know, believe in you to like come in your home and, or work yes. on projects. Like how I do worked, you do that? Yeah. I, um, well, they had to be mouth. ready for the project. Yeah, yeah, lots of word of mouth because I ended up working for a developer here that was actually hiring artists from out of town to come in and do the work. Isn't that crazy? It was crazy. They're here. From Houston and from um, and from Fort Lauderdale. Interior designers wow, from Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Lauderdale and artists from Houston. And they didn't want an, a conflict with other like styles and designs going on with other developers. So they would bring them... I'm like, you're not supporting your locals. Yeah. I'm all about supporting locals. Same.
0: Right? Yeah. But I think that that uh, is an old school way of thinking in Corpus. Yeah. If you want something good, you have to go... Out. Yes, you have to go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is part part of the mission behind this mm-hmm. uh, podcast is to mm-hmm. show people, like, look at what these women are doing. If you <laughs> don't know, now you know. Yeah. So... So after that, so, you have so a family after
1: that, yeah. Business. So after that, well, some things. So a couple of tragedies happened in the um, in the family. My husband's um, mother and father became ill. My father-in-law passed away. We moved my mother-in-law in and she had cancer. Wow. So I shut my business down. Wow. I was like, it's done. We had the uh, the bubble, the real estate crash happened. And I'm like, it's just time. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we, we took care of her and I took a couple of jobs here and there, but right. I just worked on my artwork but in my still, studio. But still, that's amazing
0: to me though, that you were like, you know what? I'm needed elsewhere. It's been mm-hmm. a good run, but it's time to... Eat. This is
1: time. Oh,
0: yeah, I, I, I it was scary. I admire that quality, but I still yeah. very much admire that quality in, mm-hmm. in you. Is that when you realize, okay, it, it, you know, something's run its course, kind of thing. Time to move on. Like, yeah. it's so amazing.
1: Yeah, and and I I didn't look back. I haven't looked back and go, oh man, I wish I would have, because I really was tired of carrying the ladders and scaffolding around. <laughs> in it up.
0: Sometimes it's as simple yeah. as that. You
1: just don't want to carry the equipment
0: around. Time that was to go. done.
1: Um, so anyways, yeah. And then we enjoyed those moments together with my mother-in-law and she passed away and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And we had this really beautiful conversation before she passed. She's like, look, when I'm gone, what are you going to do? She goes, you've devoted all this time to me. Wow. What are you going to do when you go home? And, uh, and we didn't know how long she had to, to live, but when she did pass, I thought back about that conversation. And when I came home, I told my husband, I go, I gotta get out of here. I'm gonna go visit my girlfriends on the East Coast and just go talk, you know, mm-hmm. and so I, I left. In and- New York? On, well, I started off in New York and saw a girlfriend up there. I stayed with her for a few days. Um, my first friend, mm-hmm. Julie. And then I went into the city because she had moved already out to the suburbs at that time. Right. started a family. So I went into the city and met up with another girlfriend of mine. Talked to her for a while and stayed the night a couple nights. And then had some friends come and meet me and travel down to Virginia. And along the way, just like tried to figure out what am I going to do when I go back home. So I was gone for about two weeks. Came back home. I'm like, I'm going to go back to school. And it was like my therapy. Yes, it's like you needed that, yes. that like, uh, hiatus.
0: Yeah, Like yeah. that life hiatus. Just a disconnect. complete yes.
1: disconnect. And so my husband was like, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I've already started researching Texas A&M. they got an art program out there. I'm going to go enroll. So I go, the day I go and enroll, It's just kind of hilarious. My husband had it in his head that I'm going for A class. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> wow. I Surprise. come back and he's like, did you enroll? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, what are you taking? I'm like, I got four classes. He's like... You haven't been to school in a decade. Yeah. What are you serious? Because I was just thinking at class, like get your feet wet, and I'm like, no, I'm all in. And then I packed in five years worth of school because I ended up uh, getting accepted in the fine arts program. Wow. And just shoved in those five years into three and a half, graduated magna cum laude, and ahead of my class. And wow, it was crazy. And I. I excelled so well that I just, like, kind of shocked myself because in the past, school was kind of like, eh. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. Like you said, you just weren't mentally ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. But it also was, I was studying things that I didn't like.
0: Uh, uh, also Right? True. Like, I was yeah. like, I
1: think I might like that. But once I got in there, I just had a ball. I met the... the fabulous, fabulous artists here that are instructing, mm-hmm. you know, forward thinking, and they've got experience for like decades of like, they brought stuff from California and the East Coast, and it was wonderful. And they're like, have at it, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, with the guidance, right? Yes. And, um, I know, because, because, uh, mm-hmm.
0: from someone who, you know, I, I haven't studied fine art. I mean, mm-hmm. anything past, you know, a high school art class. So yeah, yeah. you wonder like, how structured is the curriculum?
1: You have to finish your work. You mm-hmm. have to show that you're going to do what they say, and then they'll give you the freedom of, like, you come in and work on whatever you want. Yeah. And and they did it. And they. I didn't expect it to be like that. I was a little fear, fearful of when I went in that they were going to try to tell me, this is what you need yes. to do, right? Yes. Because no, when you like, think school, you think... Yeah, this is what you're going to do, and this is the art you need to create. Because you hear those things like, oh, they're going to pollute my mind. I've got this creative, it's already there. Well, no, it just expanded my horizons,
0: and I learned so much more. That's amazing to hear. Because, I mean, living as an artist and expressing yourself, you have to have that kind of free reign with guidance, like you said.
1: Yeah, and I'm still friends with so many of them. And then um, when I graduated, I was like, well, what am I going to do? Because the art... Uh, community here is small. Mm -hmm. It's big, but it's small considering where we are. And there aren't that many art jobs really anywhere, um, whether you're here in Corpus Christi or not. And so I was given the opportunity to work at two different places coming out. And I I went ahead and went over to K-Space, mm-hmm. and I went on as education coordinator just to kind of create a program and expand on what was there. And then after a year of being there, I was like, what about this? And then what about this? And now I'm going into my fifth year. I'm promoted wow. to education director, and they're like, whatever you want, just as long as it's great. Yes. And, so- <laughs> and it is. Yeah, and one I love it because it's just – a. A project that I got to create you know and I get to reach out into communities that are underserved and I that's where I go I think yeah that's what yeah Describe to me what what you do so when I first came on I, I worked with the summer camp and mm-hmm. I was like oh this is fun i getting my feet wet and um it's a great and you were a coordinator program, at the time. coordinator at the time right. and so we would have multi-disciplines during summer camp and I'm like oh this is cool and I got to create that and it was already prepared when I first went on because I, mm. I got on in May and they said summer camp starts in June. Yeah. And I'm like, ah! So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it all Hadn't worked. Had someone been in your position previously? No, Michelle, the director, had been leading it and hiring artists to come in. Wow. And so it was kind of like, it was loosely structured, but so fun and so um, enriching for the kids that came, you know. And the instructors that came are dedicated to K-Space, they love the, the mission and what it. Stands for in yes. our community, and so um, it, it had a great foundation to start off with. And then as we went along, for me, I am very like I've got a right brain, left brain thing going on. So I'm mm. very administrative, and I'm very artistic. And so I think that's a
0: good combo. You know, it is because sometimes
1: you have like one of one thing, and then one of or one of the other, and you just can't make that blend. And um, but for me, I was able to make it work. So if I got really stressed at work, I'd be like, "I'm going to the studio. I've got to paint," yes, and then get too much painting on. I'm like, "Okay, let's start another project at work." So anyway, no, that's. Oh, so what what inspires
0: the projects? And and it, so and, and also as an education director, mm-hmm. and you said you go to underrepresented
1: communities areas yes the, so describe area.
0: that yeah. so what does that mean so
1: what I what I started focusing on I think my first project when I went I started off summer camp and I was like oh we're gonna do outreach so we did K through 12 outreach and I wrote started learning how to write grants mm-hmm. so we wrote which
0: grants. is an art in and of itself it
1: is difficult oh my goodness I learned from my boss I learned from Michelle and Michelle's got great words we talk about her words at 98% out of 100
0: she'll get like <laughs> we get graded we get panel
1: reviews so I'm like I want a 98% um, uh, but it's so funny to me Mm -hmm. someone
0: oh Francis Wilson with Purple Door said that I think it was her that they they measure your margins like if your margins are wrong they'll kick out your grant application or whatever so yeah and art
1: yeah you have panels that are reviewing your work and you can't have like quote, unquote, trash words. And so you got to be very concise and mm-hmm. to the point. Well, it takes a lot, because as women, we've got lots of words. Yes, um, no fluff. No fluff and no exaggerations, just very business black and white to the point. And uh, I learned, and it's been great. So mm-hmm. I've I've learned all these things. So writing grants for projects, if I don't have the money for the projects, they can't do it. So yes. then I thought, well, I want to do K through 12. Let's start working on like projects for that. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is an artist in a day. And then that means that I get to create jobs for other artists in our community. Oh, that's even right? better. And yes. I love it because what do you want to do when you come out of school? Not go work as a secretary or right. wait tables. Right. You want to make art. And thank goodness for the ones that have a passion to teach. Because mm-hmm. I've been able to like, you know, like Maida Zamora, yes. Monica Marie Garcia. Yes. They work well oh my with God. other people. Yeah, and, so much passion. Woo, and they, they can I mean, make... Even
0: with like the seniors. like yeah. the, the kids, the families, yeah. and the and And the seniors, yes,
1: it is. It is really great. And uh, so, anyways, that was my first K through twelve. And they're like, "Oh, what else can we do?" And I thought we should partner with the city and do senior outreach. So I approached the city with a project and a plan. They had a big meeting, and we went and I presented, and they're like, "This sounds like a great, you know, partnership." And I'm like, "Yes." So they agreed, and I wrote a grant, and there we went. So we've been doing that for. I think three years now. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Is it
0: always and so is it always through like a retirement home? You
1: know what I mean. So Corpus Christi has eight uh, senior recreation centers through Parks and Recreation, and so we just plan with them Mm -hmm. and uh, we get on their calendar and they tell the the participants that we're coming and they sign up and they come and sometimes they do you know like paints on a canvas. Sometimes they'll do projects that whatever the season is like if it's Christmas, but we don't do like no turkeys. Like with hands, <laughs> <They do. laughs> you know, we we do fine art, mm-hmm. and that's what the goal is—to engage and allow them to experience probably something they never experienced right. before, and to interact with an artist that's a professional that knows what they're talking about and can actually lead them down. Like this is the history of what you're doing. Oh, okay. So it right? even goes into that kind of depth. We go into depth. art history. We oh, go into cultural. Oh, that's aspects. amazing!
0: It's like yeah. a class. Yeah. Wow. No, it's a true
1: class. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, and then we have In Demand where like the seniors are calling and it's funny because there was a competition between the artists like Lars Roder and Peyton Karanik where like, if you'll call up K-Space and tell them you want us to come back, that'll give us <laughs> bonus points and they'll schedule us. <laughs>
0: But that's such a great idea because yeah, yeah if you are enjoying yourself, yeah. please let us know so we can keep it mm-hmm. up. That is fantastic.
1: Yeah, and so then with that went through, and for a year that was good. So then we have K through twelve, and we've got senior outreach. I said, oh gosh, what can we do now? Yes. And so then I learned about uh, the Learning Garden with Aislinn Campbell, yes, the Grow Local. Yes,
0: absolutely. And I was
1: like, ah, oh, it'd be great to take the fine arts over to Oak Park. Mm-hmm. And that's an underserved area as mm-hmm. well. You know, you're talking about high poverty over there. It's a beautiful area too. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And what they've done over there is phenomenal. And Aislinn, I love her and her leadership and how she's able to like bring people in and get them on board. Because yes. Because you know, you're in South Texas and there's a whole... When I came here, it's all about Mexican food. Yes. And I'm digging it. Because mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I jumped on that wagon real quick, you know? And, but I think that what she her mission with being able to bring sustainable food and how to grow it and then also like healthy living i was like i'm all about that yes and with our kids these days they're so like i want a bag of potato chips mm-hmm. our kids were like that too if they could take junk food over healthy food they would do oh it. yeah
0: my parents with with their grandkids my son 18 month old included well let's just get them a happy meal no no it's so easy
1: it's because <laughs> it it's easy, easy exactly. right yes
0: that's exactly right
1: so I was like, I went to her and I said, hey, I have this project that I came up with. Called and when was this? This was in six, 2016. Okay. Yeah. And it was three years ago. And so I said, I think that I can get a grant. And I think that we can bring over the mural arts and do art activities surrounding, as a tool to teach about agriculture, uh, being able to grow food. And we can use it to complement what you got mm-hmm. going over here. She's like, I love it. Yeah,
0: that's amazing.
1: And so my boss, Michelle, was like, okay, if you feel confident, I'm like, rock on. So that was our third project. And then... um, And you've been in this position five years. Five years years in May coming. Wow. Yeah, so each year has been like a project that I've created. Yes. And then um, I was like, well, I want to do something else. Where else can we go? And I thought, the shelter. You know, at the time it was South Texas uh, Women's Shelter, South Texas. Mm -hmm. And so um, I approached them. I really don't remember how I approached them, but I did. And um, we do an outreach over there. Um, on Saturdays and then we tried, you know, just trial and error, like what would fit best. It's a, the door is open all the time over there. So you don't know how many residents at any given moment there really truly are. Mm -hmm. Um, but what a great opportunity to reach kids, you know, that really have lost hope or are experiencing things that really children should not experience. Absolutely. Women who are in situations that are not equipped to, um, to be able to say no to certain elements mm-hmm. in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and dragging those kids. And I'm all about empowerment and equipping. Um, I think as an adult, we are, we've we had those experiences where we know, like, hey, look, I have a choice. But these kids. Oh, yeah. The kids are innocent. And I always feel like I always want to give an opportunity to a child that can make them dream of something bigger. Um,
0: oh, that's beautiful.
1: Yeah. It, it is. And I love that part of it. And I... I think that's what the, our education program is built off of because um, we have transitioned our summer camp into from a multidisciplinary um, teaching to mural arts. Okay. Um, so now what we do is focus on that small group of kids per week and offering them mentors that have a passion for the arts. And we always are teaching them, look, you know, explore the arts. This is something you like. This is why you're here. You're not forced to be here. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. But also think about all these other aspects of your life of, like, if you don't want to be an artist 100%, at least you have this as something that will complement your career, whether you want to be a veterinarian, go into the trades of something, or whether whatever it is. But at least that for yourself and also to appreciate what it does for our community and how it can build your community and enhance what you have, um, where you live and wherever you decide to go. Wow. Right. Because yes. what an
0: amazing w- message
1: art, art. If you look at it, I have a minor in art history. Um, when things are going on, like the revolution or the wars over in Europe were happening. Your artists are the ones where they're telling stories by pictures because literacy, there was no literacy. It was Mm -hmm. a lot of illiteracy. People didn't know how to read. There was no schools. There weren't schools then, um, except for private tutors in the upper echelon.
0: Yeah, exactly. Only available to the affluent. That's it.
1: That's it. And so, um, I always tell them like, look, if you go back, you might be bored with like your history. But in reality, if you look at like, you have to take us history in Texas, history there were artists at that time creating stories with pictures and you can go into the museums and if you know it you get oh my gosh I I know this yes you know and it, what a great compliment to a conversation if you're ever in it and you don't know what to say yeah hey, you know let's talk about the arts let's talk about what's happening in our current events because there's artists that are right now currently building their picture stories on canvas for what's happening in our society right now. Absolutely. And it's been happening for thousands of years on cave walls and, and pyramids. Uh, yeah, that is. No, no, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. Like, yes. And that's what we teach our kids. That's what we teach these children when they're coming in that are like, ah, you know, this, I'm just here to paint. I'm like, no, you're not.
0: Yeah, no. And I love that too. You're like, you're
1: going to learn today
0: or at least be presented with the information. So how do you modify it? For instance, with that first program, the K through 12, hmm. Are you still presenting the, this factual information to yeah. those the young ones too? It's are they a, receptive to it? I mean, you know what I mean. How do you? It's funny you I've say, never say that. Talk. Yeah, it's it,
1: it. They are receptive to it. And the first time I realized that I was they were receptive to it was we did outreach, and I did I was doing outreach in the very beginning because mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm going to start a project, I need to be on hand I on love site that. to understand yes, the so dynamic admirable. of it. Yes, right. I can't send someone in and expect them to do what I want them to do unless I can tell them what I need them to do. So I went in and for each project I was the one who initiated it and went through it and kind of I have to throw this in in there as Mm -hmm. someone
0: who I've never been in a supervisory role at all. Mm -hmm. Something I appreciate most in my favorite supervisors in the past Mm -hmm. is their willingness to do exactly what I'm doing to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, and to not just you know dictate from above without having any idea about what it takes. Yeah. So
1: thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for saying that because it's it's really the truth of the matter of it. Like you can proper, you cannot properly train somebody and equip them to go into a situation without knowing exactly what yeah. it is like. Exactly. For me, at least, that's for me. Yeah. Um. Every other people do different things. Um, so what we okay? So you're asking how I know things are working? Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and how, how they're receptive? Yeah. So there's a young woman; she's a teenager now. That when I started the K through 12, I took the mural arts in, into her class at Blanchmore Elementary. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I remember um, I was in there with Nora Verdine in her class. She's an artist here in town, teaches uh, with the district, and um, went in for the day, and then went back again, and. We offered scholarships for summer camp, and so I oh. sent it all out to the, the school district, and I said, look, we're offering scholarships, but you have to write a letter of recommendation, and these kids need to have a passion for the arts, and uh, Jocelyn, Jocelyn Castillo uh, was in that class that day okay and so I feel like I know that name you do you do and so she um, had such a great time with that and was interested in it and she was doing art on her own at home and um, kind of exploring already and so she came to our summer camp super introverted very quiet and such a beautiful young lady and uh, she participated in our mural arts camp and cultural dance so Teresa Saldivar was teaching and then I had uh, I don't know if I taught it that year I could have taught it that year. Um, and she came and she did it. And she was there. Wow. Well, then a year later, she decides she wants to come back. And I'm like, oh, it's Jocelyn Castillo. Well, by that time, she's starting to get involved with, like, Art Walk and having her own booth. and Really? Real, yes. And then we started the mural arts program. And Myra and Monica come on the scene. And Sandra Gonzalez are now on the scene. Mm-hmm. And they're starting to mentor her right? That's amazing. Yeah. And then that's, she's not the only one, but she's the one that comes to mind first because Mm. she's the first one I was like, Oh my gosh, that was the class that I instructed for the day. Yes, She was there and she she wants to come and it was K-Space. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that's
1: like it coming full circle kind of thing. That's incredible. And she's still involved. She actually was our first artist apprentice. I started an artist apprentice program. Okay. Tell me about this. Well, I figured that anybody that devotes their time and wants to come should have an opportunity to show what they've got, right? Yes. And if they're interested in leadership and that's where they're headed, and you can tell, I think, when a person, is a young one, is showing leadership skills because there's just certain elements of, yeah. like, they listen, mm-hmm. they're dedicated, they do what they're asked to do, they show up early, not on time, yeah. but early, and then they stay later, and they want to come and do extra you know, and so I'm like, ah, oh, this is how she was, you yes. know, and this is how some of the other ones too, because we've now had, um, I think four total of artists to So is it like you guys say, Hey, like you recommend them the program kind of thing? We offer it to them. And then now if, and they have to have come for at least a year mm-hmm. and, um, it's a waiting list. So if wow. they come, we, we only have two positions at this point. Um the program has grown so now we'll have more but um yeah they get they want to be there
0: yeah so what does it entail like an an apprenticeship so they because it sounds like a very romantic mm
1: -hmm. position they assist the uh, instructors okay so say you have the two instructors and then she's well doing grunt work (laughs) But that's okay. But that's it's part good. of it. We all have to do it. Yes. And um, the instructors are right alongside her. Like I said, we go in and we do the work as well. So she's, you know, or she or he. We had a a male artist-apprentice last year that is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go in and they help prep the studio and they help guide the other students that maybe aren't engaging as well. And they know that, hey, look, you know, we all start somewhere and this one right here is super quiet. Go sit next to them. Yeah. You know? or <laughs> Okay. Get the, yeah. So I love that. They, they're learning that quality of, like, look and see and where do I fit in? How can I make this work? Um, I want to learn these are all, the, the artists, apprentices are the ones who want to learn and take it with them. Yeah. So.
0: No, I, I love that. Especially the idea behind, hey, this one doesn't seem to be as engaged. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we can do to get it. Because mm-hmm. it's easy to focus on those who, who get it immediately yep. and just intuitively get it. Mm-hmm. But for you guys to, mm-hmm. you know, expand, like that is so important. Yeah. I mean, especially now, because you never know what's uh lying dormant in them that just you guys encouraging it just that little bit yeah. I mean who knows yeah
1: and the kids come from all different backgrounds you have kids that come from little of nothing and then you have kids that come from everything they're like oh you want to go to camp y'all send it to camp yeah it's great to have that opportunity and to be able to have that ability but um I think that also um we have to look at the kids that come in that are shy and introverted that really want to do it and don't know how to articulate it yeah right
0: yeah and, and that and that is uh, an amazing skill set to have because Mm -hmm. you're dealing... I mean, it's teaching. So that, I mean, is underappreciated as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. But also in the fact that you're having to adjust your skill set based on the type of person you're trying to teach. Right. So the fact that you guys are doing this Mm -hmm. and getting more and more people involved is huge. Yeah. Uh, Especially because I feel like the art scene here is starting to boom a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I want to know more about your your art and the art that Mm -hmm. you created. I got to look a little bit (laughs) on your website and one that really stuck out to me. I think it's finding peace among the chaos. I think is what it's called. Yeah. That piece perfect name uh-huh. I can't think of a better name <laughs> for that piece and, and it's so beautiful and I love it but like I know you had a series what was it called the She Speaks series so, yeah the, so tell, tell me about this I mean are you, do you just have an idea that sparks I'm gonna do a series of paintings I, how does
1: it work my, well my work is usually focused around whatever's happening in society at that moment and so it always has been like that um, I have my craft, I'm able to do very um, realistic paintings, like portraits and architecture. I'm very good See, at it. See,
0: that's portraits. Yeah,
1: amazing. Yeah, and I and I am I'm very good at it. it, but it frustrates me to death, and I don't know why. Yeah, I was gonna say why? it just does because I want it to be just right, mm-hmm. right, and I want yes. it to look right, and I want it to be. It takes a long time. I guess because it's a very specific
0: subject. Like, yeah. this is a portrait of my mom, so everybody yeah. knows what my mom looks like. Is yeah. this what you're going to look like? <laughs> right, right. It's
1: that, and then I think that it just sometimes takes me so much time, and I've got this, what I want to get out. So right now and immediately, um, with my abstract pieces, usually it's very emotional. Like, I okay. am triggered by emotion. And so, like, I know that I if I turn on the TV... I'm usually going to turn it to the news. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people do. mm -hmm, Because I want to know what's happening in my world. Some people don't want to have anything to do with it. And I'll turn it off when I need to because I can get overstressed from it. But I know that for me, um, as a woman, and how hard it's been to establish myself as a woman in a career that's predominantly run by males and that's like that in a lot of places and it has been but for it's a long so time. true how many yeah
0: and myra pointed this out mm-hmm. but how many female artists can you name
1: right people can name mm-hmm. i mean
0: male after male yeah. after male after male so yeah i get it's, it
1: exactly and that's and i i come from a family that's all men pretty much um i had a very strong grandmother on my mom's on my dad's side and my mom's side um just number one my my grandmother was on my dad's side was very independent and I saw that I wanted to kind of emulate that when I grew up. Absolutely. Trying to find my way. And then my mom's side raised nine kids, you know, and that has something to say about it in itself. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's major. Right. And so, and then I have surrounded myself with women who are very strong and independent. Um, I tend to kind of keep people at arms distance that don't have a strength about them mm-hmm. because it kind of kinda of starts quashing me and like kinda of like a life sucker.
0: Yeah. You know, and sucks oh, the, yeah, sucks
1: the life. I can it I It just sounds
0: to me like you are receptive. You are right. extremely receptive to energies around you and that yes. kind of
1: thing. And and I do a lot of mentoring of women too. So there is a Oh, excellent there's a mm-hmm, There is and I think it's important. I think it's important to do that. But for my work I find energy in empowering women Um, making statements. Um, I don't like it when someone is told to be quiet because Mm -hmm. what they feel doesn't matter what they think. I'm watching it right now with all these women that were just voted up on the Hill um, who are going to make a difference over the next year. It's an all-time high right now with women being voted in. And I think it's great. And whether people think that it's whatever, whatever party you're on, I'm all about what's best for our country.
0: Yes. And so
1: to, to watch Cause that these... that should be the goal. It should be the goal. <laughs> yeah. And so what... These women that have gone on, I, I watch and... Um, and like the Me Too movement, I you know, Me Too, yeah, hashtag Me Too. But I think that we have voices and we need to say things a lot of times and not be told no that what we think doesn't matter yeah
0: or to be quiet
1: or to be quiet yeah and you know sometimes people will convey their passions in a way that are kind of like mm, offensive yes and, okay fine but let's look past that and look at the message right you know she might be screaming and frothing and Whatever, and people are like, "Ew, that's disgusting." But there's a message behind that. Exactly. So, yeah. What is she saying? What is she saying? Yes, what is she saying? Don't miss the message because of the messenger. Look at the message and what that meaning is. And so, anyways, that's huge.
0: And a lot of people have a hard time with that. It's hard. It's to, presentation only. If you're not like this drop dead gorgeous woman, probably not going to listen mm-hmm. to you. You know, and or if you're not sweet about it.
1: Right. And some people are like, "Oh, her personality and the way she conveys herself." Ew. But no, listen. What is that message? No, it's the principle, not personality yeah um so my my work will come from that and so I'll start titling things I'll get in my studio and usually the works like what you've seen I can get them done like in about four or five hours it's acrylic I use hair dryers I'm like scraping and scrubbing and moving paint But it's literally
0: like a cathartic experience it's awesome yeah it's like you yeah like you said we're triggered And you need to get it out. And I mean, what better way to do that Mm -hmm. than through creating this beautiful art?
1: Yeah. I mean... Yeah. And I love making beautiful art. Some people are like, oh, you know, it's not about beautiful art. I'm like, no, for me it is. Yeah. For me it is. And that's okay. Yeah. Because for me... To be able to go in and create something beautiful in and amongst all the nastiness that's going on in this world, if I can create that and look at it. Because it's not about... I'm not making it for somebody else. I'm making it... And that's what I was wondering. Is it for you? It's for me. (sighs) And if someone jumps on and says, I love it, then I'm like... Awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you love it. And if some people are going, I don't get it, which they have. They're like, I don't get abstract, and I don't get that. And what's the title? And explain it. And they're like, eh. <laughs> Right. And, and I yeah. love that you don't feel the need to.
0: No. <laughs> like you. Yeah, love it. That is ultimate freedom. Yeah. That is ultimate yeah. freedom to create yeah. for yourself. Mm-hmm. And if people don't get it, too bad. Yeah. That is so incredible. Oh my yeah. goodness.
1: And, and I'll find myself um, at times, like, I went and I took care of my sister-in-law. Uh, she had some surgery done, and I went and I stayed for about two weeks. And I remember creating this piece when I came home, and it was sitting with Maggie by her bed. And she was had to be in bed. I mean, I had to take care of her, and she had a double knee replacement. You Ooh, know, you can't get up and do anything. Literally nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's where I go. It's not necessarily something extreme going on in our world, but something, some, you know, like a intimate moment that yes. might have happened. And I think, and I'm like, and it's funny because the marks on the canvas will replicate my feelings. So if I'm feeling soft and like, wow, that was an emotional moment, I made a really good bond and kind of took that relationship up to another level, right? I look at it and I'm like, you can see the softness in it. Yes. And there's all these layers of like colors and imagery that's coming through that are abstracted. Mm -hmm. And then I can see where I'm really tense and like, I just got to let this out. I'm so frustrated. And what's going on with this world? I'm going in and it's like very aggressive and scratching. And um, that's the thing is you
0: experience all these emotions because you're a human Mm -hmm. being and and uh the fact that you're able to to look back on these and identify where you were in terms of in terms of emotion mm-hmm. to me is is like one of the keys to great art right Yeah. so when you're painting are you, are you just in the zone and then when you're done you're like what just happened or are you hyper Sometimes, aware all the time yeah
1: well uh it's kind of when when i start i kind of have an idea of what i want but it never ever turns out the way mm-hmm. i want right mm-hmm. so i'm picking up colors and i'm swishing and going and and the next thing you know, like four or five hours later, something's happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what happened, but there is. Um, and that's typically what has happened over the last, I would say, three or four years. Well, since I got out of school. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned that I don't have to do things a certain way. There's not a certain protocol.
0: Exactly. Um, I Art is one of those few disciplines that is mm-hmm. that way. There is no set.
1: There's no right. I mean, there are
0: techniques, but... Yeah. There's no right or
1: wrong way. Yeah. People are learning... new They're building off the masters. So mm-hmm. you can take what you learn and you can build off of it. You know, it's like science and technology. We're always building off of something that's already yes. there. So people are now... Artists are, are going in and we'll start with one thing. And then next thing you know, they're adding mixed media. And then next thing you know, they're ripping up their canvases and making it a sculpture. I don't know. Yeah, There's no, there's no specific way to create... I don't think this day and age. I just think it's like a free for all. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever makes you feel right.
0: Yeah. And it's beautiful in that Mm -hmm. kind of way. And so I want to go back to a conversation you and I had prior to recording about Mm -hmm. self care.
1: Yeah. Self care.
0: Is this, Mm -hmm. this to me seems like ultimate self care. You are literally like releasing these emotions in the most beautiful way possible.
1: Yeah.
0: And I mean, do you feel as though you've done yourself a service by releasing it in that kind of way?
1: I think so. Um, I know that I find myself, uh, when I am stressed or under, you know, project, uh, project parameters and deadlines and stuff like that. And my brain is just kind of like,
0: a little frantic.
1: I can put myself in my studio and say, I'm just going to create something. I don't know what it's going to be today, but let's just sit down and try. Um, it's therapeutic and you know, self-care is super important. And I think. No matter, like for instance, I talked about my mother-in-law earlier. It was a big learning experience. I displaced myself for four months and moved from Corpus to Houston to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness I had my family network up there. My my family, my mom and dad and my brother and his family. Um, but that self-care I learned... I, I learned from that experience that I have to take care of myself. You know, and there's a situation going on right now where I'm having to, like, displace myself. And um, I was reading an article about self-care and how important it is. And to be, I think, almost um, what is consuming when it's something scary and Mm -hmm. uncertain is to be consumed by something and you forget about yourself because you're focusing on another person. And next thing you know, your health is kind of like floundering and you're like oh it's declining what's going on or you're gaining weight because you're eating and not working out like you used to mm-hmm. or eating things you really weren't eating before because of stress right. um mentally being able to talk to people also um i didn't take i'm living out of town right now i working remotely i didn't in the beginning take my art supplies that i'm comfortable with mm-hmm. with me and i thought oh i'll take stuff and i'll Um, Explore and I'll, you know, just try new things out and experiment. It was the worst decision I could have made because I was like, it's not familiar. I don't feel like doing it and I need something that I know.
0: Yes. Right? Yes. So I
1: hadn't been home. Um, For a month and a half and when I came home, my girlfriend, who I really admire, um, she's like, did you take your art supplies up with you? She goes, you might think about it. So I did. I packed up my paints and my palette brush, my palette knives and my brushes and I took them up and I created work up there and even got... um, other people involved in doing it too wow. kind of therapeutically let's
0: just sit and look at you do in yeah. outreach even then that's
1: amazing <laughs> but I think it's important and yes self-care my art is part of my being and it's I've made it part of my outlet and my release in times that are very stressful or overwhelming
0: yeah so important yeah. and mm-hmm. I mean just Everything that you're doing and what you're continuing to do is just so admirable to me. (laughs) And I just want to thank you so much for being here and taking time out of your crazy busy schedule to talk to me and just, I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.